the volume. Moneyline Monaco is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. I love betting on FanDuel Sportsbook for so many reasons. Great odds and markets for the MLB, NBA, NHL, and so many more. Awesome new and existing user promotions. It's America's number one sports book. It's easy to use, safe and secure. You get winnings fast. And it's so fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay. Discover the most popular same game parlays each day and night when you log in. And FanDuel Sportsbook is now live in Ontario, Canada. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code MONACO so they know I sent you. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Wyoming. Welcome into another episode of the best gambling show ever, Volume Sports July edition. Alex Monaco chilling with Liv Moods. Liv, how we feeling? Happy mid, oddly enough, July mid MLB All-Star break. We got a lot and not a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm recovering from COVID, so uh, you're catching me at a little bit of a better day than you probably would have if we would have filmed earlier this week, but um, I'm feeling good. Uh, this break is so weird. Like it's, I think it's so needed because we've talked about this before, calm before the storm, but definitely I'm ready for some football. I'm ready for some NFL. Um, I, I do feel bored because I don't bet baseball. So this is really like a dead period for me. So um, excited for, for the NFL to kick back off. I think it's what, like 49, 48 days or something crazy. So it's right around the corner, Monaco. I'm pumped. Yeah. Our boy Colin picked your Broncos to win the West yesterday. So you're probably feeling very good about that, but we're going to go all in today on too high or too low with NFL quarterback props. Yep. We're starting with Dak Prescott on FanDuel, 30.5 passing touchdowns, too high, too low, just right. And are you going over or under? Yeah, so he had 37 last season. He had 30 in 2019. Obviously, 2020 was that weird injury season for him, so not really fair to, to you know see how well he did that season. Um, this is an interesting one because I don't have faith in the Cowboys. I never do. Um, as a fan. And I think in order to have faith in a team, uh, you got to really believe in the QB. And I do think Dak Prescott is obviously very, very capable of having over 30 and a half passing touchdowns next season, especially because they are only facing three teams that ranked top 10 um, last season in passing touchdowns allowed. So relatively easy schedule when you're looking at this defense that the Cowboys have to face. Obviously every team makes adjustments in the off season and they make improvements to their defense. 
Um, but they're only facing three teams that were top 10 last season in terms of passing touchdowns allowed to their opponents. So I'm liking the schedule that the Cowboys have. Again, there's no denying that Dak Prescott is talented. He hit this over very comfortably last season, was very close in 2019. So I think the number, to be honest with you, is a little bit too low considering what their schedule looks like. I think Dak Prescott is very capable of that over 30 and a half. I think we saw the Cowboys get a little bit of momentum last season. Ultimately, they did still Cowboy, uh, which is what I anticipate this season as well. However, Dak Prescott is still Dak Prescott. So I'm going to say it's too low. And I think I would take the over Monaco. Yeah, I'm kind of with you, Liv. I think it's a little low coming off 37. You know, he got 30 that one year. He got hurt a little bit. So it's, it looks like if you're just going off his stats real quick and looking at it from a, a eye, bird's eye view, 22, 22, 23, and then in the 30s, the last two years that he's matured and sure. they've gone really like Romo said, they've gone from a power running team with a great O-line and giving the ball to Zeke 25 times to now a little more of Dak Prescott's team and leaning on him. Where and just playing devil's advocate for those listening, where do we cap? And it's the same thing with Rodgers later when we'll talk the the best wide receiver leaving the team and how much that will lower his productivity. No Amari Cooper. It's a lot on CeeDee Lamb's shoulders. Can he hit that number? I'm still going over. I'm confident in him. I think there is some continuity still with Kellen Moore and McCarthy and, and this offensive scheme. It's going to be probably lower than 37. I mean, I'll just toss it back to you. Do you account for Cooper out when you're factoring this in a ton or just a little bit? I think for sure. And I think that's why the line is 30 and a half and not 32 or 33. I mean, I think that they are definitely considering those things. I mean, when you lose one of your receivers, obviously, you know, you're going to have to switch up your game a little bit. So we may see less passing from Dak Prescott this season. However, again, because there's that that room between 37 and 30 and a half, I would still take the over. Obviously, I do think that that was taken into consideration when they set the line at 30 and a half. So, yeah, absolutely. I think they're considering that. I mean, I don't know how you don't, especially when we talk about Rodgers later. I mean, he lost his number one wide receiver. That makes a huge difference to me, but would still take the over. I think 30 and a half is exactly where it should be. Maybe still a little bit low. I would maybe put it at 32 or 33, but um, I still think he can hit it regardless. Let's talk Tommy, the ageless one, Brady here, 35 and a half on FanDuel. We know he's gone in the 40s two times in a row down in Tampa. Yep. Loses Gronk, little bit of a different team this year, not a ton, but, you know, Arians is out. He's got a defensive coach now, a head coach. Where are you at on 35 and a half? Yeah, I, I think that that number to me is just right. Uh, I would probably stay away from it. I think obviously no Gronk. You're going to see guys like Mike Evans get probably some more targets. Mike Evans had 14 last season and 13 in 2020. Um, so he may get half of these, uh, you know, passing touchdowns with Mike Evans alone. But it's going to be an interesting dynamic. I think that there's going to be, um, you know, you're going to see a little bit more of the receivers kind of step into that, you know, touchdown role without Gronk obviously that was kind of his his partner in crime his guy for a while we're not going to see him out there so some like you said some minor changes to this Bucks team I think the number is exactly where it should be he had 43 uh passing touchdowns last season so obviously you know he has hit this number um plenty of times before so not really worried about it uh I think that there's some adjustments obviously I was 
was reading online last night about this Bucks team and how their training camp has been going. Um, Russell Gage was obviously added. He's a new addition to this team. And I think the difference between having him with a QB like Brady versus a QB like Ryan is obviously a massive difference. I think he was breaking, he had a, a, you know, was breaking some of his own records last season in terms of receiving yards. So I think Brady's in a good spot to keep doing what Brady does. I think the number is just right. I would personally stay away from it because there's nothing really right now that's making me, that's enticing me towards this Bucks team and them having an outstanding season. I know I'm saying that with Brady as the QB. So I'm sure a lot of people are like, what in the world is she talking about? Um, so yeah, I think the number is exactly where it should be, but I personally would probably just stay away from it. Well, here's what's interesting is that he's hammered this number on the over twice in Tampa. He only did this once in the last five years in New England and four times total in his career. So we know the Patriot way. They don't care how they win. They just want to win. There's a little bit of that thinking in this. Does Brady care at this point to crush all these accolades? No, he doesn't. He just wants a W in that column. So where can we factor that? mindset into this offense you mentioned gauge i like it they just signed kyle rudolph yesterday i like that a lot i think he's a sleeper in fantasy i'm gonna go over here live top three offense and points per game top five in passing yards apparently lenny fournette is coming in a little festively plump him and i in the same spot over here with my new york freshman 15 but if he can't <laughs> run the football then they're gonna need to lean on brady again absolutely and this is a very good offensive line. They protect him. He gets the ball out fast. I think he can hit this. I don't want to go under when he's gone for 43 and 40 in his right. two years down there. Totally. And I don't want to throw this out and lean on it too much, but the years after Brady doesn't win the Super Bowl, if you look at it, he, he ramps it up a little bit more. It's not the years after the Super Bowl win. It's the Super Bowl win off year coming back. And that's where we land on the chessboard in this one. So I'm going over. I feel good about it. Of course, it's contingent on health. I just think this is a pass-friendly team that runs the ball two pass and not the other way around. And, you know, the guy's still Benjamin Button. So I'm, I'm going over. I love it. All right, let's switch to a rushing prop for Mr. Playmaker, Lamar Jackson. FanDuel's got it at 875 and a half. So 875 rushing yards and a half. You going over, under, and do you feel this is where it should be? Uh, this is too low to me. It's just, to be honest with you, it's a little disrespectfully low, if we're <laughs> being completely honest. I really think, I mean, he he had 767 last season, and you're probably thinking, well, Liv, he didn't hit the over. You're right, but he missed four games last season, and he was averaging 63.9 rushing yards per game. So if you do the math, he would have hit the over had he not missed those four games. So obviously health. It's always a concern, right? I mean, you take a bet on a guy. Um, you don't know if he's going to play every game. And we saw that with Lamar Jackson last season. So I cannot predict his health. I would like to assume that he will be in full health entering the 2022 season. I know that this Ravens team in the offseason has worked on their training um, in terms of keeping their guys healthier. I mean, we saw this Ravens team last season riddled with injuries by far the worst injured team in the league last season. So I think that they're making some improvements in the offseason to avoid those issues. Um, and I'm sure Lamar Jackson is a number one priority in terms of health. I mean, they need him to be successful. So 
considering the fact that he had 767 last season and that was missing four games, he's had a thousand plus rushing yards in both 2019 and 2020. I think there's a lot of questions because I spoke about this when I talked about the AFC North. Um, I spoke about the Ravens and kind of how people were feeling about it. And they were talking about how the receiver position for them is kind of that one question mark. It's like, yeah, you know, they've got guys, but that I, I, you had mentioned the Bucks being a pass heavy, pass friendly team. I don't see that with this Ravens team as much. Um, so I love a guy like Lamar Jackson to be that playmaker, to get on his feet, to get moving. So I think this number is too low and I would absolutely take the over. I'm right there with you. I don't have too much to add. He, he's gone over 2021, he got over a thousand, twelve hundred, over 1200, 2019. Now, I did look at yards per carry, 6.8, 6.3 in those two. He went under six last year, but not by a lot. It was at 5.8, so not a ton of discrepancy there. I think losing Hollywood Brown, looking at the, the, this team's assets, they're going to have to need this man to run the ball with. Yeah. I don't even know how they're going to move the football unless they don't lean on him. little option here and there, play breaks down, he runs. They need that in their Ravens offense toolbox or they're not even going to win and compete with the upper echelons of the AFC. That's where I'm at. I don't want to be sour on such a team that's so good A to Z as a as an organization. But they, again, have not surrounded Lamar with any weapons. Now, some players have said out there in sound bites that no one wants to go there because he's a run first quarterback. But for this particular FanDuel prop, that bodes well for us. I love the over top three rushing team in the NFL too last year, Liv, and that's because of Lamar Jackson, especially when Dobbins went out early. So I love the over. I think it is way too low. Agreed. You and I I are eating on that one. Let's go. We are. I love it. All right. Halfway home. Let's talk about Patrick Mahomes. I was shocked to see 34 and a half, but then I looked at his years in the past. How do you feel about this one? You going over, you going under? You know, uh, I freaking hate talking about the Chiefs, dude. I really hate it because I am just such a sour grump when it comes to the Chiefs and I just can't help it. I'm a Broncos fan. It is what it is. Um, He had 37 last season, uh, but I think something that we really have to talk about and consider is the fact that nine of those were for Hill last season. He is gone. There is an adjustment that has to be made, a massive one. Um, I will also tell you they are facing, I I mentioned earlier that a team like the Cowboys are only facing three defenses that ranked top 10 last season in passing touchdowns allowed to their opponent. This Chiefs team is facing seven teams that ranked top 10 last season in terms of passing touchdowns allowed to their opponent. So not loving that for them. I think they're up against some pretty solid defense. I was taking a look at their schedule last night. Um, There's obviously some adjustments that have to be made with Hill gone. So I do think this number is probably right where it should be at 34 and a half. Um, I will say it's just right. He had 37 last season, so we know he's capable of hitting it. However, there's some adjustments that have to be made to this Chiefs team, and they are facing a lot of really solid defense. So I'm going to say it's just right, but I'm going to say an even hotter take. And yes, I am fading Patrick Mahomes for everyone that is watching that it's going to go, oh, here we go with this girl again. Yes, I think the number is just right, but I do lean taking the under, Monaco. That's a very in-the-weeds good stat you gave about him going against those that that many number of top defenses from last year. That makes it more difficult. 
Yep. Here's my thinking, though. The Chiefs, in some weird way, kind of have a chip on their shoulder this year, Liv. They lose their main guy, Tyree Kill. Everyone's barking. Everyone's chirping. And then out of nowhere, here we have Scantling, Juju Smith-Schuster. There's a couple new pieces on this team. And I don't hate what he's working with. And I look at the running game for the Chiefs. I don't love it. I never loved it. I don't hate Clyde, but I don't love him. Last year, going double digits in interceptions, first time he's done that since the 50-year piece, that to me showed that he, it was it was twofold. He was taking some chances. He was being a little irresponsible, but he reined it back. And if you look at the second half of the season last year, he real, really dialed in. I think, you know, these players that are fed that have already won are fickle. Do they turn it up? Do they dial it back? I think Mahomes has a lot more dog in him than he appears to have. I think this is a statement season for the Chiefs. I like them to win our division. I hate to say it. And I like them on the over here. I really do. I think they now, and last thing I'll say, it's like an NBA analogy. When there's a star on the team, you got to get them the rock. And not that Tyreek was that kind of energy, but you had to look for him. Now you have a security blanket in Kelsey, and then you have a bunch of solid pieces, a couple of possession receivers. There's no really ego on this offense. I think that'll bode well for the over here. I don't like what you're saying, Monaco. <laughs> Why not? I just, you know, I'm not a Chiefs girl. I'm just not a Chiefs girl. And I probably never will be. And it just is what it is. But yeah, I mean, again, when you've got Patrick Mahomes as the QB, you know, I think taking the over on anything that the Chiefs do is the safe bet. I really do. I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes, but you know, looking at their schedule, not liking the chiefs. I had to throw that in there. Um, and just the adjustments that have to be made. I think this may be a year for the Chiefs where it's kind of an adjustment year and that's, that's okay. I mean, you're not expected to be perfect every single season. So I'm just hoping it's an adjustment year. I'm hoping that he doesn't hit his over because if he does, well, then it's going to be a little tougher for both of our teams to be successful this year. I think you're right in your thinking. I'm going the opposite because we've seen great quarterbacks over the years, the Paytons, the Brady's when they get new pieces, it's, it's, it's just like clockwork. It doesn't matter. Right. Well, this is Mahomes' first year to test, you know, when there's turnover, how will he, how will he bode? But I love that they still have the enemy and any recall plays. So I think they're going to play their personality, but you're right. I think I like your thinking, but now we're talking about a, a team and a player that you do love, Russell Wilson, 31 and a half on FanDuel. I'm going to give you the floor. I imagine you're going over. How do you feel about this one? I'm actually staying away. I'm actually staying wow. away. I, I and, and I'm going to tell you, I, I think this number might be a little high, believe it or not. I think you expected wow. me to come in here and say, Russell Wilson, let's go Broncos. This number is just right. I'm hammering the over. I actually think this number is too high. And as a fan, I am staying away. But if I had to make a bet, I would probably take the under. And let me just explain. Um, He had only 25 last season. So the number is at 31 and a half now. And I know he's headed to a better team, if you will, um, a stronger defense. But I will say he he did have a 25th ranked O-line last season. So yes, he may be stepping into a more improved O-line situation. However, the Broncos are down five on their O-line. So as a Broncos fan, I don't even know what to anticipate with this O-line. Okay, I would like to assume he's, he's putting himself in a better position, but who knows? 
He's also losing two of arguably the strongest receivers that he had on his side, Metcalf and Lockett. The Broncos have talent, absolutely. But I really do think in order for the Broncos to be successful this season, we're going to see a lot of running from this team. We're going to see guys like Gordon. We're going to see guys like Williams breaking records and having outstanding seasons. But I think they're going to be using their legs a lot. So because we're looking at passing touchdowns here, because he didn't hit this number last season, you could argue, yes, he's getting a better O-line, but that was an O-line from 2021. They are now down five on that O-line. So it's a question mark to me, to be completely honest as a fan. And I'm trying to use my head and not my heart. So I'm going to say this number does feel a little high for me because of the unknown of this O-line that he's getting. Um, and because of the fact that I know that so much of this Broncos offensive talent is guys that know how to run. Um, so it's, it's going to be interesting. And that's not to say that we don't have great receivers and that Russell Wilson won't be slinging the rock. I really do think he'll do a little bit of both, but I think the key to the Broncos success this year is using their legs. And so I'm going to say the numbers a little too high. And as a fan, I'm staying away from it. I think you do pose a good point and he's coming to a whole new situation, but he is going Food for thought from defensive coach to offensive coach. He gets Aaron Rodgers guy, which I love from Green Bay. True, true. He did hit this number lit in three of his last five and missed on the one of the two that he didn't buy one touchdown by the hook. So in theory, he would have hit over this in four of the last five. Now, it's tough from a betting perspective to cap this when he's going to a whole nother conference, a whole nother team, a whole nother scheme. Hard. This is a tough one. And if you look at what Denver is formula-wise, they're, de- they're great defense to play offense. So this is a team that may not need, and we saw with this with this very well-balanced defense last year, they may not need to put up 28 right. points a right. game to win. So totally. there's that element. I'm going to go over because the energy, the or, not to be the, in Southern California making a very L.A., the energy <laughs> – But the thing is, the thing is, Liv, is that this division is so competitive that in those eight games, those six games, rather, that he has to dance against the Raiders, the Chargers, the Chiefs, those could all be shootouts. I don't see any of those teams stopping each other. So if he puts up, you know, 15, 16, he only has, he gets halfway home of that number just in playing his division. I like his chances. I don't want to fade a guy who's motivated. I didn't love his SB's intro last night. He was a little <laughs> awkward, but if he could just be a little more comfortable, I think, look, and you know, he's, he's mobbing around Denver. He's feeling comfortable. He's making himself seen. He's making himself in the community. I think that always good juju towards a sure. great season and the over. So I'm going over. I need him to be, listen, SB's intro and I don't know if you've seen that clip of him doing media day where he's like turning around, you know, media days are awkward naturally because you're trying to hype up an entire stadium, but you're standing in a room with like five people and there's no music playing and whatever, but Oh my God, the video that they posted of Russell Wilson filming his hype hype intro in this room made me physically cringe. Like I physically felt ill. So I need the awkwardness to absolutely be a thing of the past because as a Broncos fan, we can't have any of that awkward anything. He did it how, at how can someone be married to so much rhythm and have so little? I, I I know it is like the pit to me. It's like opposite the track. Like he seems like the biggest goofball in the world. And Sierra is just perfection in every way. But listen, 
I love them together. I think they're, uh, they're adorable. I think they're perfect. I love them, but yeah, I mean, he seems just like a a little goofy goober. I love it, (laughs) but it's, it's hysterical that he married someone like Sierra, who's got this rhythm and just natural swag. And then you've got Wilson that just seems like a goofball. I love it though. So funny. All right. We're wrapping up with a man who went from tattoo list his whole life to just a, a half sleeve that looks like I'm back in math and science class. It's a hybrid. I'm like, yo, is this the Pythagorean sure. theorem on his forearm? What are we doing, Aaron Rodgers? I don't He's know. He's going through a lot. He He's is. He's going through a lot. All I know is he's his number at 30.5 on FanDuel, I think it's criminally low. I really do. Looking at his last two seasons, Liv, but I'll throw it to you. How do you feel about Rodgers getting over 30 and a half? Well, listen, I think it's worth, obviously, the conversation that we mentioned earlier. Um, He lost Adams, and that is massive. That is a massive loss when you're looking specifically at passing touchdowns. I mean, that was his guy. So I think that the number is low, but I think it's low for a reason. I don't think that it, you know, Vegas just decided to hate on Rodgers. I mean, this is the reigning MVP. We saw what he can do. He's very talented. But when you lose your number one wide receiver, there's obviously a little bit of, hmm, what kind of a, what kind of a team are we getting this year? What kind of a, you know, what kind of adjustments need to be made to our offense? And so I do think there is a major adjustment that has to happen for Rogers specifically this season, losing a guy like Adams. I mean, he had 37 passing touchdowns last season, last season, 11 of them were for Adams. So you're talking, I mean, that was his, they were partners in crime. And so there's obviously a huge adjustment that has to be made for Rogers this season. I think he's absolutely capable of doing it. Um, but I think that is the reason that the line is low. And I'm sure you already knew that, but I do think looking at this number at first glance, 30 and a half, you're like, are you insane? It's Aaron Rodgers. That is, that's criminal. Like you said, that is criminally low. Um, but I think it's a massive adjustment, not having Adams on his side. So uh, I'm very excited to see what this Packers team does, what Aaron Rodgers does without his go-to guy this season. Is he capable of making the adjustment? Absolutely. I don't worry about that. Um, but I think that's the reason for it being low. So I do think, yes, it is a little low, but because of the adjustment, the massive adjustment that has to be made this season, I'm going to personally stay away from this one. But yes, it does feel low to me as well. I just can't go under or stay away when he had 48 touchdowns two years ago. 18. He's going to drop 18 touchdowns in two seasons and seven from the year previous. I can't do it. He's gone over this number seven times in his career. I won't do it. I'm not rooting against Rodgers. I hope he possesses that same chip. And I think he is. I think that's he's, he's artistically expressing on his arm. That's right. He's going through something. He's going he through is. something. I saw, a, I saw a little Snapchat article, Monica. I mean, Tell me, tell me how you fade a guy where you're on Snapchat and the headline literally read Aaron Rodgers is dating a witch. I was like, what? A witch? I mean, I don't think she's an actual witch, but the conversation, you know how the headlines drag you in. Now I'm like, well, I have to click on this link. Yeah. Who's he dating? I don't, I don't know if they're still together, but there was conversation a few months ago where he was dating some girl that like does like very mystic type things. And so she was, she was called a witch, which is not a very nice name. I don't know. I don't know if it's offensive or not because I've never been into the witchcraft stuff, but I mean, how do you fade a guy that's got this new hybrid science math tattoo and is rumored to be dating a witch? I mean, I think he's, he's absolutely going to go berserk. He has to. 
He has to. I mean, come on. I mean, honestly, the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. What an <laughs> NFC North situation we got. Aaron, please make sure you do not turn her into wicked. Keep it positive. Keep it 100. Keep it kosher. I'm going over. I'm not staying away. Look, oh my gosh. stir the pot. We're going over. <laughs> He has to. He has to. No, yeah, he he's he's really setting it up for success this season. I mean, you know, he's always got something up his sleeve. Dang it! I mean, I feel like he is that QB that you're just like. And now we're seeing him on different shows, and he's very he's much more vocal. I think we're seeing a new side to him. I blame the long hair. Once he got the long <laughs> hair, I I didn't know who he was anymore. I'm like, this guy is so he's just like a secret weapon. It's really scary, honestly. If I were up against the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, I would be nervous every time because you never know what this guy's got up his sleeve. I mean, honestly, I don't think taking the over is ever a bad idea with him. He is he is Rodgers. So, you know, no argument there. We'll 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 have Liv stay away. We'll have me go over. (laughs) We'll see if this if the witch makes Uh, it to a State Farm commercial. We'll we'll see how it goes. But we're going we're we're going out. uh, Wrapping up. This is the end. I I think we're we put together a winning episode. I really I agree. And I think we're going to make some big money this season. So I'm pumped. Absolutely. That concludes another episode of the best gambling show ever. Too high, too low. Just right on some of the best quarterbacks in the league. And for live, I'm Alex. We'll see you next week on the Volume Sports YouTube channel. See ya.